Hey everybody, it's the Situational Therapist, but you can call me Sitch if you support me. Welcome to a very special episode of the Situational Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about maternal abuse and maternal sadism. I made a TikTok the other day in response to a creator who, not to call out that specific creator, but is just like other creators and other individuals in this society who come in and continue to send the same message that you must forgive your mother. You have to let go of what happened to you in the past. Nothing could be that bad. Think about what your dad, what about your dad? Where was he at? And these individuals don't understand the type of abuse that I'm talking about. And I'm just so sick of it. I'm so tired of living in this society with people who do this. So I made a talk and I'm going to discuss it and I'm going to get into it and it's going to be disgusting and it's going to be gross. And I am sorry if you are not ready for it. If you are, uh, don't listen because I'm going to explain to you what maternal abuse is and what maternal sadism is so that people like that can stop getting out here using their massive platforms and triggering and attacking and hitting people who have been victims of such a level of suffering that you can't eat the curse of knowledge of being able to understand the stuff that some people have went through. Is so overwhelming. So this message is not for the people who've been through it. For the people who've been through it, I'm speaking for you. I hope that this is validating. I hope that it helps you. This message is for every person who has ever told somebody that that's the only mom you have. She was doing the best she could. You need to forgive her and let go. This message is for you. Forgive your mother. She was doing the best that she could. Okay, so before I start this conversation, I want to make something clear. There's a little bit of a disclaimer I want to read. Um, I wrote it out before so I can make sure that I get it right because this is important. In the patriarchal society we live in, women have been subjugated, made submissive, and generally treated horribly. As we delve into the topics of maternal abuse and maternal sadism, it's important to acknowledge the ways in which societal norms and expectations have contributed to this issue. Number one, societal expectations of motherhood. The societal expectation that mothers should be selfless, nurturing, and always put their children's needs before their own can lead mothers to feeling overwhelmed, unsupported, and resentful towards their children. Number two, lack of support for mothers. Many mothers lack access to affordable health care, paid parental leave, and other forms of support that would allow them to better care for their children. This can lead to mothers feeling isolated, stressed, and unable to meet their children's need. Number three, lack of education and awareness about maternal abuse. Many people, including healthcare professionals, may not be aware of the signs of maternal abuse or know how to properly address it. I saw a comment when one person told me they were telling their experience of maternal abuse with their mother and the therapist stopped them in the middle of their conversation and said, it sounds like the way you're describing this story, you're demonizing your mother. How about you bring in your father into this conversation to give more of an even understanding? And that's not what needs to be happening. This lack of education and awareness 
can lead mothers to not receiving the help they need and children not receiving the protection they deserve. Number four, trauma and mental health issues. Many mothers who abuse their children have experienced trauma or have mental health issues that go untreated. These issues can lead to mothers feeling overwhelmed, stressed, and unable to cope with the demands of motherhood. Number five, social and economic equality. Maternal abuse disproportionately affects marginalized communities and those experiencing poverty. Lack of access to resources and opportunities can further contribute to the stress and difficulties in parenting. I understand that we don't need to play a blame game. I am not placing all the blame at the feet of all mothers. Because I know there are some exceptional mothers in the world. There are some mothers in the world that are breaking cycles, doing things differently, not treating their sons like they're their surrogate husbands, not being in competition with their daughters. There are mothers who have done the work, who have made the mistakes, and who have realized the mistakes that they have made and have changed. I see them on TikTok. I see them on YouTube. I hear their podcasts. They are having conversations, and those mothers deserve to be venerated. Those mothers deserve to be praised and those mothers deserve to be respected. So I know that there are going to be part to this conversation that some people are going to take out of context. I know that that's going to happen. And I am asking all of my soldiers, all of my followers, everybody, this part of the communication, don't let them take this part out. When I acknowledge that we live in an oppressive society, we live in an oppressive society and in an, oppress in a in an oppressive society, I would expect for there to be traumatic things to occur. I am not saying that this is a problem inherent with mothers. I'm not saying that this is a problem inherent with women. I'm not saying because I know what's coming. I'm not saying that this is a problem inherent with black women. I'm not saying this. I'm not saying that the problem is within women. That is not what I'm saying. What I am saying is I understand that we live in a system that is oppressive, that gives rise to these behaviors. I want to talk about the behaviors, and I am sick and tired of every single time I try to have a discussion about maternal abuse and maternal sadism. People come out of the woodworks talking about, you need to forgive your mom. You need to let go. You were just hurt. You were speaking from your pain. And the truth of the matter is, y'all don't know what you're asking us to forgive. You have no idea, but at the end of this, podcast, at the end of this conversation, you will be able to understand. This is going to get gross and disgusting. It is going to make you sick to your stomach. If you have any bit of empathy, unless you've been through it, then it's just going to be like recounting your childhood. This is going to be hard to listen to. The people who are out here saying you need to forgive your mom, you need to forgive. Y'all are just being carriers for a more abusive message because y'all don't understand what you are asking people to forgive. If you are familiar with 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 the with the acronym MDSA, if you're familiar with the acronym MSSA, if you're familiar with the acronym EI, then you understand what I'm talking about. But everybody else out here and on TikTok and making replies and calling me anti-black and calling me misogynistic and calling me all of this stuff because I have defined you and I have named you and I have showed the world that you exist and that you are real. It's ridiculous. So the first thing that we're going to do is we are going to differentiate between the nurturing, caring, loving mother and then the abusive, narcissistic and just sadistic one, because there is a difference. Number one, the nurturing mother is patient. She's kind. 
I don't expect moms to have unlimited patience. It's hard to raise a child. It is so difficult. Raising a kid is one of the most difficult things you will ever do. And it's even more difficult when you have all those systemic factors that I mentioned earlier and you're doing it by yourself. It's hard. And still these nurturing mothers in the midst of how hard it is, they find a way to be patient. They find a way to be kind. And they're not out here hitting their kids. They set aside their own feelings for the well-being of their children. They have a good relationship with their children. They're respectful towards their children's father, even if they have a bad relationship with them. And, And these mothers I'm talking about will place themselves in an unsafe situation with their children's father just so that their children can have an opportunity to talk with them. These mothers are amazing and they deserve to be to be to be honored. But the sadistic abusive and neglectful mothers I'm describing. Number one, they blame their children for all their problems. If it wasn't for you, these abusive, sadistic mothers, they use physical punishment. They're out here hitting their kids. What's more, I've seen the videos. My For You page used to be full of the videos of moms slapping around their kids, slamming them down, or or watching other people abuse their kids and co-signing it. They have a poor relationship with their children. They use their children to fulfill their needs. I can't say the word, but go look up the acronym EI. You can't even say it. It's so stigmatized in this world. I can talk about absent fathers all day, but I can't use the proper term to describe the experiences of what it's like to be with this neglectful, abusive, sadistic, boundaryless mother. So now I'm going to define to you what maternal abuse is. And then I'm going to define to you maternal sadism so that you can have a better understanding so that you can stop being one of these people that get out here on the internet talking about you need to, that's the only mom, she did the best she could. I didn't need her to do her best. I needed her to do better every day. Maternal abuse refers to any form of abuse or neglect that is perpetrated by a mother towards her child. This can include physical, emotional, sexual, and psychological abuse. Physical abuse refers to any physical harm caused to a child, such as hitting, shaking, or burning. Emotional abuse refers to any behavior that harms a child's emotional well-being, such as verbal abuse, neglect, or withholding affection. Sexual abuse refers to any sexual behavior between a parent and child, such as sexual touching or exposing a child to sexual acts. Y'all don't want to believe that that happens. But it does. It really does. And sometimes it's so difficult, you can't even put it into words. The most you can do is cry. You can't talk about it. I don't blame these men for not wanting to talk about it. I don't blame the women for not wanting to talk about it. I want to be able to have a partner in the future. I want a woman or a man or someone to be able to look at me and not see disgust or pity because of what has happened to me. Psychological abuse refers to any behavior that harms a child's mental or emotional state, such as manipulation, gaslighting, and brainwashing. And if you don't know what it's like to be brainwashed, to be manipulated, or to be gaslit by your mother, then you need to keep your mouth shut. But most of you do know what it's like. You're just not aware of it, which is why you're out here talking about you should just forgive your mom. Let's discuss maternal sadism. Maternal sadism is a specific type of maternal abuse where a mother derives pleasure from causing harm to her child. And y'all can act like this isn't true. I have the receipts. All we gotta do is go to TikTok. I have the receipts. I have. You can see they have profile pictures of their face laughing and finding it funny. I saw a video of a woman 
doing her child's braids, just ripping her hair out of her head because when that woman was younger, somebody did it to her. The head is not too tender. Stop ripping your daughter's hair out of the head. And people in the comments co-signing it. People in the comments laughing at it, liking it. Millions of views. You can go search whooping on the internet right now and you can find any number of mothers beating the hell out of their kids while women in the comments sit there and co-sign it. So you can't tell me they don't derive pleasure from it. This can manifest in different ways, such as physical abuse, emotional abuse, and sexual abuse. In some cases, a mother who engages in sadistic behavior may have a personality disorder, such as narcissistic personality disorder or borderline personality disorder that predisposes them to sadistic behavior. The devil is a liar. What happens to them predisposes them to sadistic behavior. If you treat someone sadistically, they're going to behave sadistically. But don't come throwing in this mental illness as a scapegoat. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. You can you can talk about and say that someone did something in their life or made a mistake and hold them accountable without creating a disease category and blaming that. The experience. That's why this stuff continues. That's why it continues. There's a disease in our society and it is silence. Silence and etiquette. So I don't want to hear about a personality disorder. I don't want to hear about borderline personality. Talk about experiences. Maternal sadism is a severe form of abuse and can have long-term devastating impact on the child's physical and mental health. Children who have experienced maternal sadism may develop severe emotional and psychological problems, including anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress disorder. And I don't need any of the other diagnoses. We don't need any of that other sh- We don't need it. This experience is in itself enough. I know this happens because it happened to me. There are things I knew about my mother I should have never known. I didn't need to know what her date went like last night. I didn't need to know that she was on her period. I didn't need to know how heavy it was. I didn't need to know any of those things. And yet as a child, I was forced to sit and listen. Because if I didn't listen, then my mother would withdraw affection. My mom could go two to three to four a month without talking to me. A month, months at a time, all because I didn't have the emotional energy to sit and listen to her bullshit, which is why we need to make therapy more accessible. I know this stuff happened, but you know why? You know why you don't hear about it? You know why we don't talk about it? Because society minimizes and dismisses maternal abuse. I have already talked to the systemic factors above. And another systemic factor is the minimization and dismissal of maternal abuse. I can go to my TikTok right now and we can read comments from people who are doing nothing more than minimizing and dismissing the very real abuse that people go through. There is this societal pressure and expectation that you have to forgive mothers who abuse. And yes, you do need to let go of it. You don't want it to live your life. But forgiveness does not mean allowing that person back into your life. But you know why there are so many people that say this? There are so many people that say this because when you cut that person out of their or out of your life, it makes their decision not to become a choice. And they don't get to sit on that moral high ground anymore. There's so much harm that's caused by this, by this societal attitude, this idea that you must forgive. There's always this religious component to it. So this stuff is real and y'all don't want to hear about it. Nobody wants to hear about it. And I know I'm preaching to the choir. I just want y'all to know I know you there. Let's read some of these comments. 
I disagree with you. Where is your dialogue about your dad? Women mothers are given a bad rap because we're not perfect. Have you raised children? The type of mothers I'm talking about, they will tell on themselves. They will tell on themselves. They will tell on themselves. All you have, they will tell on themselves. So let's talk about father. I didn't bring up my father. My father, because I know, I know, I know if this video go, I know what the people are going to say. When you grow up with an unreasonable person, you already know the things they're going to say. So let's talk about father. My father was not in my life. I wish my father was in my life, but he wasn't. And you know why he wasn't? My mother said that he didn't want to be in my life. He didn't want anything to do with me. He was ashamed of me. Until I got older, and I believed that for a long time, I never will forget. One time I went to a parade in another city in Grambling, Louisiana, where I lived. And my dad was in the parade. And I remember as a child getting in the street and just screaming, you, my daddy, why don't you want to come around me? Why don't you? And like in the middle of everybody in that parade. And I can't imagine how that must have embarrassed him. And how I remember how delighted my mother was at that. But one time when I got older, my dad would call me every now and then, especially when he was drunk. Especially when he was drunk, my dad would call me, which should have been the first clue. But one day we actually sat down and we had dinner together at, what was it? Cheddar's, I think. I don't know. I remember I had ordered cheddar biscuits. And I didn't know my dad was missing his two front teeth. But for some reason, everything he had to say that day had a very toothy talk to it. And my dad spit all over my cheddar biscuits. I was so mad. I was like, man, this is your first impression of me. This is the first time we meeting and you spitting all over my cheddar biscuits. I was so mad. But when I sat and talked with my dad and listened to him, he told me he did want to be in my life and brought receipts. They weren't physical. It was the tears. It was the tears in his eyes when he told me I wanted to be in your life, son. But she told me not to, and she kept me away. Now, I know he still could have wrote letters. He still could have done a lot. And at the same time, I grew up with the same woman that he broke up with. So I know that if my mom put her hands on me the same way that she put her hands on him, I don't blame him. Who is, where is he going to go? So we do talk about dad. All the time. But what's happening is a lot of y'all are emotionally in slustuous relationships with your own mothers. And anytime anyone holds anyone moms accountable, the level of conditioning is so deep within you that you have no choice. You feel compelled. A hit dog will holler and I'm not even hitting you. I'm hitting mom. Y'all are like the cordyceps fungus in The Last of Us where you touch one zombie over here and the rest of them wake up. It's the same thing. I'm not even t talking to you and you feel compelled to defend your mother's actions. And whenever you bring up how terrible mothers can be, someone always wants to blame it in patriarchy as if a child gave a fly. Listen, that's true, though. We have to acknowledge patriarchy because if not, we're going to be contributing to it. And I acknowledged it at the very, very beginning of my conversation. In the patriarchal society we live in, women have been subjugated, made submissive, and generally treated horribly. As we delve into the topic of maternal abuse and maternal sadism, it's important to acknowledge the ways in which societal norms and expectations have contributed to this issue. So we can acknowledge patriarchy. We can acknowledge the system that we're living in and also hold mom accountable. People are so, it's difficult. 
It's difficult for people to both hold mom accountable and also acknowledge the society. I know it's hard to hold the idea that free will and determinism can coexist. I don't have time to have that discussion. The universe is not locally real. We'll talk about it another day. But it's hard to hold those two things. But you can. And the comments just keep going. The comments just keep going. I'm going to save the rest of these for my Patreon. I'm going to read you this chapter from Dr. Stacy Patton's book that explains what I'm talking about. You always were a black queen, mama. How black boys who are whooped by their mothers grow up to mistreat other black women. Consider the following story. Robert Gordon, who grew up in a, grew up in Northeast Baltimore, can still remember a whooping his mama gave him in the summer of 1978 when he was eight years old. He was taking a bath with his two older brothers. When they stepped out of the tub, their mother was waiting for them with a belt looped around her hand. The boys were still wet from the tub. Man, this is my life. Gordon, having gotten out last, watched as his mother hollered and wildly whooped his brothers into a helpless frenzy. Y'all don't remember. And these people that talk about forgive you, you don't remember. I remember the helpless rage I felt as my mother violated my body. I remember That's not something you forget. Gordon felt frozen in place as he watched the belt repeatedly land on different parts of his brother's bodies, their head, neck, back, legs, stomach, whatever was in the way. They jerked and grunted like electricity was coursing through their limbs. Gordon's heart raced. He knew he was next. When his mother finally turned to him, she was cussing and her voice was sneering as spit flew out of her mouth. She drew her arm back and brought the full swing around with the belt landing directly on Gordon's penis and testicles, searing the tender flesh like fire. Gordon choked on his scream. His legs buckled and his eyes rolled up in his head. And this is the point where some people in our community would think this shit is funny. This is a huge problem in the black community specifically. And it does not know, it does not know race. It does not know socioeconomic status. It does not know anything. But particularly in our community, this is an issue of parents hitting their kids. And it's not just the poor black people that's doing it. Y'all rich, educated, bougie assholes are doing it too. And you don't have an excuse. I know that was tough to listen to. And if you are someone who has said those phrases before, I hope this talk has really helped you to understand that you don't understand what you're asking people to forgive. And I've given you the specific things that you need to say. If this message touched you, please consider supporting me on Patreon. I really appreciate it. I want to bring you more stories. This isn't the last time I'm going to talk about this. I'm not just going to say it once. I'm going to talk about it over and over and over again. I have an interview with someone that I did a few years ago where they went through their story. I'm going to have that to share on my Patreon as well. So thank you for listening. If you're someone who has been through this, you are not alone. You are not alone. You can be surrounded by people who are just like the folks I've described, like the cordyceps fungus in The Last of Us. Those people are real. The defenses that families give of this narcissistic mother in the family are real. You're not alone. And if you're looking for a community to join that understands, why not download the situational practice, which is on iOS and Android. We are accepting new members. Because if you don't know, you don't know, and you should keep your mouth shut. Thank y'all. Thank you for being here and allowing me to share my story. I hope that it was helpful, and I'll see you on the next episode.